Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. All right, welcome to Side Action, episode 27 of uh, season four. My name is Jim Weglars, a.k.a. Weggs. You can follow me at Wegspool on Twitter and on Instagram. And this is Steve Roberts, a.k.a. Action. You can follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. Follow the podcast at Side Action Pod on Twitter. So, actually, we've, we already kind of, before the taping, started talking about the weekend. There was you know, a lot of a lot of crazy games on Saturday and over this weekend. What happened over there? Uh, you okay? Someone just exited the front door, and the pressure blew my office door open and scared me. <laughs> He's okay, America. He's okay. He's going to be fine. <laughs> so, anyway, how was your weekend action? Did you, uh, you got to go to the game and wait? Yeah. Weekend? Yeah, you got to go to the game, and unfortunately, the cameo appearance did not help you. No, it didn't. Purdue played like dog crap. Their offense just didn't show up. One for nine from the three point line, and I think they had like 16 turnovers. So, I don't know how you could beat any road team in the Big Ten, win on the road in the Big Ten with a game like that. They probably would have lost at Nebraska if that were the opponent. You mean like, oh no, Ohio State was actually lost their game. Uh, yeah, it's been a wild week. I, I think it's great because some of the lower tier teams are playing really hard against the big teams. Michigan State, that's their only game they played decent True. for weeks. They sucked last night too. They got against Michigan. So, sorry that you had to see that in person, but. I think Purdue may be one of the teams that could be okay in the tournament. Um, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, we'll they, last second uh, game winner by Michigan State on Saturday. Close, I mean, 1.1 seconds left. But And then, again, last night, Purdue got beat on a last-second shot. I saw on Twitter today that four out of their six losses have occurred in the last second of the game, which is incredible. Exactly. Like They're like the anti-Providence. You know, yeah. Wins, wins all those games. but Well, not last night, but... Uh, well, that's interesting. But you had fun at the game. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. How about yourself? Did you have a nice weekend? I did. Uh, had kind of a raucous good time on Friday night. Went to a place called Money Gun with a friend and ended up twerking the night away, uh, dropping it like it's hot. I think there's some videos out there on their website now if you want to see them. Uh, so, yeah, I was I was having a good time. I was a little banged up, though, for the Pistons basketball game, and we lost. Pulse <laughs> one. Lost at the buzzer. We actually it was a very exciting game action. I know everybody really wants to hear about the Pistons. We're 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 the favorite. We're still the favorite. But it was it was like a playoff atmosphere, even though it was the last regular season game. Playing this team, kid on the other side was really good. He just kind of drew contact and threw the ball in all the time. Followed out our best player with five minutes to go in the set in the third quarter. Okay. So we had to play a little light. And the kids played really hard. We were down by about three points with I don't know, about eight seconds or something. Drive down, get a three, fouled on the three-point attempt. We had three free throws to tie. He missed the first, made the second, missed the third. They get the rebound, inadvertent whistle by the official. This guy was terrible. I mean, we, we were getting killed by the line anyway. We steal the inbounds pass with six seconds. We had three shots out in action, three. The shot... Two tip-ins, no-go, lose by two. Everybody in the stands was cheering against us because apparently they hate the Pistons. Uh, it was it was an exciting uh, season finale. Looking forward to the playoffs, which are Friday night. 
If we win Friday night in the quarters, then we play, we're guaranteed two games on Saturday because uh, we'll play in the semis and then you play the consolation game if you lose. So definitely we got to win. Uh, we're the two seed. Very exciting. Uh, went out again on Saturday. So it was an epic weekend, obviously, as usual. Uh, Sunday I played volleyball twice. So yes, wow. typical great weekend. Ready for a little bit more chill weekend. We'll see. Uh, Sophia comes back from Penn tomorrow night, but I do have some activities planned for myself and for us. So it should be fun. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, you're able to not stay a money gun all night so you can be fresh and ready for the playoff coaching abilities. Well, Friday night I will be coaching, so I do have a party after that. But yes, that's true. For the semifinals, maybe I'll be a little bit hungover. So. Uh, nice. <laughs> well, let's get into it, action. Let's talk about the hoops. Obviously, college hoops is full effect. As we mentioned, Saturday, what was it? I think it was six? Six. All six. Six of the top ten or six of the top six? Six of the top six. Six of the top six lost on Saturday. Crazy game. Uh, crazy games in college basketball, which I like that. Uh, it, it kind of, like us, when you get that loss there, you kind of feel, hey, you know, you're you're in a situation where you got to wake up and play better. Um, and on top of that, you had Texas Tech lose. So it doesn't look like much of a shakeup in your numbers. But if you look at Ken Palm, Baylor's number two now. Uh, you know, so they, you know, Arizona and Kentucky have dropped. So there's definitely been some movement at the top. But you see other teams kind of on the rise. I mean, St. Mary's beat the Zags. We'll talk about that in a minute, maybe. But um, some of these teams that are just below this cut are, are playing really good basketball. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, the winner on the weekend was definitely Baylor. We mm-hmm. talked about last week how Adam Flagler came back, and he's really starting to find a shooting stroke. But uh, James Akinjo is definitely the leader on that team. And uh, as you can see here, they're rising in the action power rankings to up to fourth now. Nice, nice. Yes, it was awesome. Uh, great game. We didn't do it great again, uh, but we, 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 wait, wait, we've got a note here. Now a total of zero Big Ten teams in the top ten, and we want to fade, you know, fade them in the in the tournament. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, high on this league as I am every year. I guess a Big Ten fan will lead you down that path. But uh, I mean, despite all a lot of top players that play in the league, from Johnny Davis through Coburn and Jaden Ivey. And EJ Liddell, it's just interesting that none of the Big Ten teams seem to be setting themselves apart this year, and I don't know that any of them are set up to have success in the tournament. We'll see. I mean, there I've heard at least Lenardi's last round, you know, this updates daily now. He's got nine of the teams in. So I think it's just a numbers game. You're going to have some some teams going to get at least to the Sweet 16 for Elite Eight. But it's hard to figure out who's got who is that because we've seen all the teams falter down the stretch here. No team has grabbed it except maybe the team you hate the most, the Badgers. Uh, they're playing basketball. So let's go over the game results and we'll get into some matchups and, and things like that. We already alluded to a little bit. You know, we talked about this game last week in Ohio State. This was the last good game they played, apparently. They went to Illinois and they, they won the game outright. They They just about blew a huge lead down the stretch though illinois had a chance they probably wouldn't have covered the number i think it did close about four or five here where illinois was a favorite at home but illinois was gangbusters down the stretch they found they fouled out uh ohio state found out kofi coburn with like six and a half minutes and then they just went on a tear since that stretch ohio state can't can't play defense uh they, they couldn't stop you know, maryland over the weekend last night they got trounced by nebraska at home 
So even though Illinois lost the game, they were able to bounce back over the weekend. Yeah, I think I watched a little bit of this game, and even as impartial, although I did bet on Illinois, I thought the referees in that game were just awful. I mean, the the fifth foul on Coburn especially was just a terrible call, and there were right. other instances throughout that game where you really had to ha- scratch your head on the referees' whistles. Well, and obviously uh, Underwood, you know, pulled his best Hurley impersonation of the crowd, and they were rabid down there. That's for sure. Um, we did talk about the Zags and the Dons. You know, I wanted the Dons to win, as I said, but we, we kind of stuck with the Zags, and they did cover. Um, you know, it was a good game until a certain point when Chet Holmgren just took over. Uh, we already mentioned the Purdue-Michigan State game. I didn't want to rub that in. Sorry, buddy. Um, but how about this one? So it was interesting. We, we talked about Kentucky at Arkansas, where Kentucky was going to be the favorite, but then actually Arkansas, like the – you know, Vegas, whoever heard us, and they flipped it to Arkansas minus two and a half. They're winning by five. The game's basically over, and it's a cover. The the Hogs are in, except friggin' Kentucky hits like a, you know, 30-footer bank shot for the bad beat, and they, they get it within the two and a half and cover their number, and our, our pick goes south. Yeah. I thankfully took Arkansas minus two, so it was just a push, and my mm-hmm. – uh accounting but i was equally upset because i can't believe that went in arkansas was covering the whole game yeah yeah but this team continues to play well as we mentioned uh, i really like them in march well there we are in march now um welcome to march magnet madness action so and then tennessee did cover so we called that one right i i, I ruled this as your you talked me off kansas and baylor one i ruled that as a win Oh, so Baylor took out Kansas, as we kind of alluded to, and they actually got another win against Texas. I know you tried to talk me off that one, but they're on a roll right now. Mm-hmm. Um, talked about Illinois. They played great at Michigan. They looked awesome against Michigan. Uh, Michigan made it close, so it was kind of interesting, but Illinois was able to cover that. Actually, it was a pick game anyway, but yeah. uh, they looked really good in that one. And last but not least, unfortunately, Villanova blew a huge lead against Providence and almost blew the game outright because these Friars, I don't know what it is with these close games. They just, they never say die. So Ed Cooley's a great coach and I give him a lot of credit. Uh, but unfortunately, Nova, they did beat him twice this year, but they didn't cover the 10 points. It was nine and a half at the close. Yeah. You got to mention, uh, skipped over the Illinois performance on Sunday. Alfonso Plummer was oh, yeah. awesome. 26 points. And just lights out from three, eight of 12 from the field and six of nine from the three-point line. I forgot to mention, we did a little rave on in that mm-hmm. one. We did another rave on hosting, and obviously it became one-sided after a while. We do, for us, those rave become just doing me talking. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Maybe we'll get more people next time. So. Michigan made a little uh, run at the end, but it wasn't enough to get the cover in that one. Oh, absolutely. Well, let's talk about some marquee matchups. And the way I kind of broke down this this week's thing is we did some marquee matchups, but we also want to talk about some of these small conference tournaments. As March turns, here we are. We're actually already in March Madness with some conference tournaments, so some teams are already playing win or go home basketball. Uh, the big the big Power Five starting this week for you know for the lunch of the teams. So there's obviously 11 tournaments starting this week, and then the rest will start next week. So uh, I was identifying some games. You know, I guess this is a battle of who do you think is going to win. I mean, Michigan State and Ohio State, these teams are both in the negative direction for a third day. I put in there originally thinking Ohio State was going to dominate Michigan State, but now I don't know what to think. This is at 6 p.m. Central tomorrow. What are your thoughts on this game? I, 
<laughs> two teams that desperately need a win, right? Um, I I feel like that Ohio State is going to back in this one as good as Michigan State played on Saturday against Purdue. I think it was more uh, Purdue just crapping the bed from shooting the three-point line as well as all those turnovers that I mentioned. I mean, Purdue was right in it, and if it weren't for the turnovers, I think they would have won the game handily. And so um, I, I think it's Ohio State or pass here in this one for me. I think that four and a half is probably a good number, but I typically lean to the home teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, I, I normally would say that, um, except for last night. you got to figure they're, they were a little embarrassed last night at home. And Michigan mm-hmm. State just hasn't played well. Uh, you know, one thing I noticed was that Michigan last night just turned up the tempo and was just running because they know that Mich- Michigan State can't score with them. You know, Michigan State has to slow the game down. They don't have enough scoring talent to to keep up. So, and that's what they did against Purdue. I know Purdue didn't shoot well, but it was more of a grinder game. Ohio State, if they can just get out, I'm with you. Let's take Ohio State in that one. All right. I skipped over Friday night action. Sorry, dude. It's the whole season. They're just they're against. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not into the Ivy League this year. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I know you're not. Or the Mac. Well, you'll have to wait. We'll have plenty of games next week to identify or at least look ahead in the conference tournament and then also in the first round. But um, let's go Saturday. We've got uh, Arkansas is going to Tennessee. The two best defenses in the SEC, maybe not the country, but they're really good defenses. Arkansas is a seven-point dog at Tennessee. Kind of seems like a big number, uh, even though both teams play excellent defense and Tennessee has been really good at home. If it's seven, I probably would take Arkansas. If it's a little lower, I'd probably take Tennessee because I do like that team. But the Hogs just keep rolling, man. Yeah, they uh, they have been really good lately. And I've been impressed by their defense that they have really picked up lately. They're now 14th ranked in Ken Palm, which is going to be right up there with Tennessee in this game. And right. I think it's going to be a pretty close contest and, and probably a little bit lower scoring too. So if it's really seven, I'll be looking at the underdog as well. Yeah, I heard statistically in the month of February they were the number one team in the SEC defensively. So they figured something out. No no take and score, but that defense is playing great, and they played really well, you know, as we mentioned, against Kentucky. It's probably the coach's wife. Well, there's no question. I mean, I, I told you this. This is, this is a, it's a, it's a fact. It's a fact. <laughs> so let's go to Texas at Kansas. This is an interesting matchup. Both teams kind of had stinkers last night, um, right? Was it last night or was it Monday night? But Kansas got beat last night kind of surprisingly, right? Um, and Texas, they were they got beat. Yeah, Baylor obviously beat them. So both these teams, I mean, maybe they don't need a win, but Kansas obviously had a chance to lock up the Big 12 title the other day and didn't do it, so they really got to win the game. You're showing Texas as a five-point uh, dog on the road at Allen Fieldhouse. This is 3 o'clock Central on the 5th of, on Saturday. Would you go back with Kansas here? Uh, no, you like Texas? No, I, I was going to say I, I like the home team here. I've been down on Texas yeah. this whole season, and I think that uh, this is a good bounce-back spot for Kansas to get them rolling into the tournament, Big 12 tournament. Okay, I agree with you on this one too. Let's go Kansas because I think – as good as Beard is as a coach, I just don't think he's got his squad yet. I think it'd probably take him another year to put it together, even if it's transfer guys, because they don't seem to be buying at 100%. They play pretty good D, but offensively they're not there. Uh, we, I also listed, of course, proverbially, uh, we've got North Carolina's playing Duke. This is Coach K's last game at uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium. Uh, this is 5 o'clock Central on the 5th on Saturday. 
North Carolina laid a dud when they were playing in Chapel Hill last time. And Duke has been just absolutely pummeling teams the last couple uh, games here. And this is a 12-point advantage, uh, at least favorite at home right now for Duke. Would you lay Would you lay the wood even uh, in this one? No, I don't think so. I expect the public is probably going to line up and think that Coquet's last game, of course, Duke is going to come out and trounce any opponent, whether it says North Carolina or otherwise. But I actually think the opposite. I think that the the fanfare and the circumstances of the moment might be a little bit too big. And uh, I think that the underdog here and the rivalry game is going to have some value, ultimately. I expect that it's probably going to be more than 12 points when the line comes out, and I think there's going to be value on the heels. Well, and the heels have been playing a little bit better. I mean, ACC's garbage. Let's put that out there. Mm-hmm. They stink. But they actually have been winning some games. They were playing like dog shit for so long, it was hard to kind of keep, keep them up. They're in the top 40 of Ken Palm. All right, let's, let's, let's grab those 12 points on this one. Okay. This one was interesting. So the last game on Saturday we're going to note is uh, it's the battle for L.A. again. It's the Trojans against the Bruins. Uh, Trojans, we're looking at them to be a 10-point underdog on the road on the road at UCLA. Um, and UCLA is actually playing really good basketball, but USC got destroyed by Arizona last night. They're not the same opponent. They play differently. But I do think UCLA is peaking at the right time, at least from what I can see. Not just uh, in the numbers, but I think USC is a little overrated. And I'm not sure, can't put my finger on it, but, I mean, Arizona was running and gunning all night last night. So I, I'd actually lay the points. It's a lot of points for UCLA, but I think that these, these teams are going the wrong directions. Yeah, I think uh, a little bit of revenge here, too, for the Bruins. They lost the first game uh, against USC by three. Yeah. And uh, so I do think despite the 10-point spread that Ken Palm is projecting, that there's some value laying that many points with UCLA. I'm with you. I think they're peaking at the right time. I did mention early in the season how I thought they would be overrated initially, and that turned out to be true. But they still have the same cast of characters, and they added Miles Johnson in the middle. So uh, they're going to be good when the tournament rolls around. Look at that. Can you, He's going to trust two Pac-10 teams, Pac-12 teams, right? you going to trust Arizona too? Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, last couple games on the you know the the power power five side, I guess. Even though this isn't is the AAC in a power five, not really, right? I don't uh, think they qualify. <laughs> yeah. So Sunday the sixth, uh, you've got Houston at Memphis. This is at 11 a.m. Central early. Houston actually got beat by at home by Memphis early in the season, and Memphis is playing good basketball. They're actually in the field at the moment. If you look at Lenardi and the others who are bracketologists, and I kind of agree with that. Their metrics are good. I do think Houston's going to get a little revenge here, though. Four points may be a big number, but I think they're going to bring it. And I don't like this Houston team like I did last year, but I think in this matchup I like them. Minus four. Yeah, I agree. I'll line up to take the revenge spot as well here with the Houston team. They're, they have the best, re, not the best, top four offensive rebounding percentage. And you look on the flip side, and Memphis is almost dead last in defensive rebounding. So I think the Cougars are going to have a huge edge on the glass. That's right. Go Cougs. Last game I had here is Iowa going to Illinois. This is 6.30 p.m. Central on the 6th on Sunday. It's basically the last game of the regular season for the Big Ten. And Iowa, I mean... It's it's an interesting matchup, actually, not necessarily because of what I want to see. I want to see who's going to guard, you know, Keegan Murray and everything on this squad for Illinois. But 
Iowa's playing a little better. I don't know if you noticed. Um, their metrics are going up, and it's probably because of the defensive end. They're actually better in Ken Palm than Illinois, which is surprising when I first saw it. I mean, we knew they're great on offense. They're sixth. But they're down to 78th on defense, which sounds terrible. This team was like 115th, 117th a couple of weeks ago. Illinois is still super solid, but something is with this team down the stretch. They can't quite hold leads. I'm not exactly sure what's up. So, you know, two is such a short number, but I think I'm going to take Iowa on the road. Yeah. I'm actually surprised to see that Ken Palm only has is that two. Mm-hmm. I suppose, though, that just leads to your first point when you said that Iowa is actually rated higher than Illinois and Ken Palm, which is surprising to me. But when I look at my numbers here, I show the same. And uh, I, I think that you're probably going to get some value. I would certainly like to squeeze out three and a half or four, though, if I'm going to sure. be playing on the Iowa side here. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that number is different, but I've, I've noticed that these, you know, the Vegas lines, wherever we're getting the lines, are putting it out there. They're pretty lazy. They just take the oh, Ken. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is the name of the game nowadays. They just post what Ken Palm projects, and then they let the betters beat the numbers into shape. Right, right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, let's touch on some of these small tournaments. I know Action abhors this because I'm like the Mr. Geeky. Hey, let's talk about the little guy. And Action's like, let's let's just get to the tournament. Let these guys smash. But there's some tournaments that I'm are really interested here. Um, I'm just going to mention them all just for informational purposes for people that are listening. Uh, the first one was the NEC, which is really small conference. They get a, a 16 seed every year. Um, they actually already started on Monday. Their finale will be on the eighth next week. If you want to watch this tournament, uh, you know, watch really closely. You've got two teams you can watch, and that's Wagner and Bryant. But um, I'm sure you're not betting on this one, Action, but maybe. Who knows? I like Wagner. Yeah? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they actually, they've been good all season. Bryant kind of nipped them late in the season to get the crown for the regular season, but they're going to play for the title likely, so I hear yeah, you. It, look, it looks like Wagner has the better defense. That's the only reason I said that. <laughs> there you go. This one actually has produced teams that have won in the dance. So you've got the Atlantic Sun or the Ace Sun. It's us. They start started yesterday on the first. Their finale is on Tuesday, the eighth next week as well. The teams to watch there are Liberty and Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State has got the regular season crown this year, but Liberty traditionally has been a team that we've watched the Flames. You know they're really good, and they can you know usually they put together a team that can can compete on you know come the tournament time. Yeah, I mean, I think that they've been listed as high as 12 in the last couple of years and have definitely won a game or two. Right, so I'm definitely going to watch at least the finale of this one because I like to watch. I mean, Tuesday sets up where you can watch several of these championship games and catch some of these smaller school teams. How about the Horizon? You know, the Horizon League also has had some teams that at least are competitive, they, they, especially against the number. They started yesterday, and they also have their final on the 8th. The favorite is Cleveland State, but, you know, it's kind of wide open this year, actually. I mean, you know, in the years past, Northern Kentucky, the Norse, I love the Norse, um, are pretty good. Uh, there's some other good teams. I don't think UIC is going to make it this year. But um, Cleveland State, the Vikings, I mean, they could be a tough team. Yeah, and actually, uh, IPFW, the, uh, the Indiana-Purdue-Fort Wayne school has been on a tear lately. I read that they now, looking here, they won 10 games in a row in the league, and four of the last – four have been on the road so this is a team that's turning up going into the tournament and i know there's a lot of sharps on them there you go there you go there's the nugget 
Uh, here's another team the Patri- in the Patriot League uh, that they also started yesterday and they'll finish on the ninth on Wednesday next week. Colgate, the Raiders. You know, last year they had a super high net score. It was kind of crazy, um, but they didn't end up winning in the tournament. But they were definitely a darling for the Sharps in in their matchup. I do expect Colgate to win, so I'll probably try to catch the finale and just see how good this team is if I'm going to be willing to take them in a first round matchup. Uh, then we've got big, the Big South. That starts actually today with the finale really quickly on Sunday. Uh, the favorite is Longwood. Um, you know, this is a conference that's had some teams, you know, that's made some made some noise in the tournament. I don't know much about Longwood, but I'll probably try to catch that one on Sunday. And then this is definitely one you got to watch if you didn't. We've talked about them already, but Ohio Valley always has good teams. Uh, you know, they they started on, they start tonight, they finish on Saturday, so they're actually going to punch the first auto bid. And Murray State is the team to watch here. Belmont's always good in this conference too, but Murray destroyed them last week uh, when they played them. It wasn't even close, but Murray almost got beat over the weekend. So we'll see what happens. This one is like a semifinal matchup kind of thing. Kind of they get auto up to the semis and they get to play whoever. Even if Murray State loses, I expect them to make the tournament field, but I definitely want to see them play. I guess they have potentially a lottery pick uh, on the inside who's really good. Um, so I want to see him play. Are you, have you gotten to watch the racers this year? I did. actually had a bet on uh, Belmont, unfortunately, in that game last week, which was a, uh, a flaming loser. But I, I was going to ask you about Murray State's at-large chances. It looks like they're ranked 25th in Ken Palm. They are. And uh, I would concur. It, it appears that they're going to be in the field regardless. They're probably going to be a 12 seed whether they win or lose. So I think you'll you'll see them. They'll kind of be – I think a lot of people will pick them, but for good reason. I just want to see them match up, and I want to see how they play. So yep. another one of these teams, uh, one of these leagues that often produces, you know, winners is is the Sun Belt. Uh, they start tomorrow. They finish on Monday the 7th. The favorite is Texas State. But you've had the lights of Georgia State. You've had a lot of good teams in this this grouping. Uh, maybe Stephen F. Austin is out of this this division. So it's it's definitely a conference I want to pay attention to. I haven't gotten to watch them at all. This is the time of year I start watching them. So have you had, a, had any bets on Texas State this year if you had action? No, I can't say that I have bet much on this conference. Right, right. Well, here's a couple of the other ones that are a little bit more renowned. you got Missouri Valley, Arch Madness. I know you love Arch Madness. It starts tomorrow, but the finale is on uh, Sunday. And this one, of course, the favorites are Northern Iowa and Loyola. Loyola's been crap in the bed, dude. I mean, they were, like, in the field solidly a couple weeks ago, and they've just steady lost. And Northern Iowa is on a tear. So, I, I mean, I actually would think that Northern Iowa is definitely not only the division, or the uh, regular season winner, but the favorite here. I think the Ramblers are probably going to be outside looking in if they don't win it. Yeah, I would agree. This could be a one-bid conference. Unfortunately, there's past several years, there's been so many good teams in, the, in this league, and it doesn't really seem to be the case this year. But uh, this is a tournament that I definitely am always interested in looking at unders because of the um, – the neutral court venue and a lot of slow paced teams in this league. You see a lot that play in the low 200s and 300s in terms of pace. Right. And just a note that Murray State actually goes to the Missouri Valley next year. I don't know if you heard that, but they're actually going to play in the Missouri Valley starting next huh. year. Nice. So, good job. 
Uh, this one's it's 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 still a mid-major conference, but it's going to have several teams in there. The West Coast Conference they start tomorrow. Their finale is also on Tuesday, probably late night because of the West Coast. We all know the Zags are going to be there. It's who they're going to play. To me, it's going to be interesting to see how the Dons play and BYU. Those are two teams kind of on the verge, right on the bubble. I think St. Mary's is definitely in the field, but obviously we got to see what happens. I'd love to see the Dons make it, but if BYU makes a run, they can still steal that bid from them. Sure. Yeah, and the loss on Saturday, Gonzaga to St. Mary's, just puts a little bit of dent in our uh, value on the no ticket, I think. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Dumb. Dumb. Um, a couple more here. The SOCON of the Southern Conference, they start on Friday and they finish on Monday, so it's another tight one. They've got Chattanooga here as the top team. But in the past, you've had a lot of good teams here, you know, a Wofford team. Or I don't think East Tennessee is that good this year, but there's always been good teams that have been competitive and even won games in the tournament. I definitely want to see Chattanooga play over the weekend. Yeah, they're a heavy favorite in this conference, and I think they're also going to be a popular pick for a first-round upset this season, likely on the 11 or 12 line themselves. Right. The last league is the Summit League. Uh, that starts on Saturday and it finishes on Tuesday, again, the 8th. The favorite right now are the you know the South Dakota Jackrabbits, or South Dakota State Jackrabbits. But I will tell you, and I don't know if you got to see this game over the weekend, when they played Oral Roberts, which, as you remember, went to the Sweet 16 last year with those amazing guards, they actually pushed them to double overtime, and, and the Jacks did get the win. The Jackrabbits did get the win, but... Oral Roberts can definitely steal the bid here, and they can make noise. We've seen Osmus is or Asmus is back. I think Osmus, Osmus is back. He's an NBA level player, and they've got a couple guys on this uh, South Dakota State team that can also do it. They score like 100 points a game. It's pretty awesome to see. Yeah, South Dakota State, the number one ranked defense in the league too. So they're certainly the class in this one, and they'll be the team to beat. Right. Uh, before we leave that, you know, are there any I don't know. You, you don't like to bet on these smaller ones too much, right? You're just watching them or just kind of stick to the power five teams and their conferences and that's it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I like to look for unders in Missouri Valley conference tournament. And then I'm certainly always tuning into the championship games. Interested to see how those shake out, but yeah. no real futures. I'm looking for in any of these. Okay. Gotcha. All right. All right, well, let's transition to the next one. I just threw this in here because, you know, we've got listeners. I told you last week, we've got a whole slew of listeners. And one of our, it's Paul Dempsey, who's, you know, the night ranger, he's going to be going to Vegas with us. And he, you know, he emails religiously. He's like, I got another angle. I'm like, give it to me. We've got time. So this time he's, he's picking on my hometown Blackhawks here. Apparently the Blackhawks have lost 16 straight times in Philadelphia in the regular season. The last time they won at the Flyers was in November of 1996. He gave me some stats, actually, just in case you're interested. The the coach of the Warriors, <laughs> what did he say? The current Warriors coach, Steve Kerr, and Celtics great Robert Parrish were among the, the players helping Michael Jordan and the Bulls win their fifth of six titles back then. And then Oh, I remember that one. Too, me too. And then he also said... Casinos, uh, or Las Vegas Strip Casinos, the Bellagio, Mandalay Bay, and the Venetian hadn't even opened yet. That's how long this has been. And lastly, for the for the you know the young view, the young listeners and viewers out there, Joe Burrow wasn't even born. That's how long it's been. So he's definitely doing it. He definitely he told me this crazy story. He wrote this crazy story where 
back in 2018 before, you know, legalized gambling was everywhere. He flew to Vegas for the day just to make the bet. And he put down a pretty significant bet. Uh, and he won and he, and he, and he flew back. So he's excited uh, to put this one down locally, of course, at Rivers or wherever he bets. So any idea how to play? Uh, I like it. I have 16 in a row. You can't argue with that. I was just curious if any idea if the Flyers are good this year, they, if they're going to be favored or underdogs in the game. No clue. No clue. Okay. I don't think the Blackhawks are that great, but I don't think the Flyers are great. Yeah. So. Yeah, I figured you probably have to lay a little price on Philadelphia, but uh, I'm interested to see how it shakes out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's leave the uh, the Night Ranger corner and come, you know, hockey corner, and let's go to, you know, Action's favorite sport now. It's not soccer, everybody. <laughs> We've got golf, the PGA. So how did it go for you last week with the Honda Classic? So-so uh, week. I think I ended up about even uh, with the matchups. Came not very close on the outrights. I think we had Keith Mitchell, which finished top 10. Mm-hmm. So that was okay, but uh, certainly not going to win any money there. And uh, we split on the matchups here. We had Neiman over Horschel. Neiman actually started out pretty well, but missed the cut. Mm. And so that one was a loss. And then the aforementioned Keith Mitchell did get home against Brian Harmon. So that was a victory. Nice. Pushing money around. Yeah, just push some money around. Well, you, you know, you're you're sitting on house money, baby. You got all that. That's right. I mean, you paid for the engagement ring and all. We all know that. But besides <laughs> that, um, what, the Luke List money. What about this week? The Arnold Palmer uh, Invitational, it looks like. So uh, another Florida tournament played at Bay Hill this week and uh, a little bit better field than last week. I think there's five of the top 10, including Rom, Hovland, Roy McIlroy, Scheffler, and Hideki Matsuyama. And um, next week is the TPC Players Championship. So I think a lot of guys take the week off and get ready for that one. Sure. But uh, this is a really another really tough course, 7,400 yards, and will force a lot of long-distance approach shots from 200-plus yards. <laughs> and so I think it's really important to look at players that have a lot of distance, accuracy to stay out of the rough, and then good short game because typically the greens are harder to get at. They're harder and uh, more difficult to stick the ball on them. So... Uh, I went through, kind of looked at some players and went down the board a little bit for some value and uh, went back to a favorite of mine, Luke List, who uh, cashed me a ticket earlier this year, and he's 80-1 to 1 this week. Okay. So he's had several top 10s in the last couple of years, finished 10th in 2019 and 7th in 2018. Mm-hmm. And I think the way he's been playing this year, he's going to be right in the thick of it at the end. So he's 8-1 to 1 to win the, win the actual title, or is it in the top 10? Is that... Um, 80, 80 to one 80. to win the to win the title. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh yeah. That's, we need that payout. We need that payout. That's right. You like some matchups here as well. Looks like uh, is it Tommy Hogue over Cameron Young? That's on bet online. Yep. Yep. Tom Hoagie, another recent winner, and he's also very accurate with his irons. And so I think plus price here over Cameron Young, who's kind of a tour newcomer, is a good price. That's gotcha. right. And then uh, similarly, I'm going to fade another player who played really well last week, Chris Kirk. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, I'm going to take Lanto Griffin over him at plus 105, thinking that Kirk will take a step back this week after his near miss last week. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, good. Well, there you go. There's the there's the golf corner. We still got that rolling. Uh, hopefully, you win some more matchups action. I want you to get plus money every week. So. That's right. <laughs> 
Well, hey, we are two weeks away. Two weeks from today, we will be in Vegas. I will lose the flannels. I promise, America, I won't be wearing flannels again in two weeks. Uh, I know I've been wearing them a lot lately. But, yeah, it's a little warm today in Chicago. But it's going to be hopefully 65, 75 in Vegas. We'll, we'll discuss circuit, stadium swim. We will be there on the 17th. I don't know where we're going to be sitting currently. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Action. I mean, things are coming together, man. I mean, got the trip together. Two weeks in, basketball's running in a shape. The Wegs Pool's just kicking off. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, excited for the Wegs Pool too, uh, which is your bracket contest that you run every year. And uh, going into March, it's the best time of year. We're prepping for conference tournaments, and then the week ahead, we'll be looking at the NCAA tournament too, getting ready for the warm weather in Vegas. Yeah, it should be great. I mean. Obviously, you know, we get out there. I expect more people than last year. Obviously, we were out there last year kind of beating the COVID situation. I got a lot of flack for my camera work at the pool. Okay. Fun. Couldn't help myself. But anyway, yeah, it should be a good time. We've got the original four going. And then we've got the guys from California. Anybody's welcome to hit us up if you're out there. Get together where we're going to go. We've talked also maybe hitting the... Circa has that opening open ballroom in the top floor just to kind of watch the game or whatever. So we've got some activities, and I know that action's going to get hot on the table. I'm going to get hot, too. My wrist's a little sore, buddy. I'm honestly, Uh-oh. I got a wrist injury, but I'm going to carry through. Maybe it'll maybe it'll help freeze that follow-through, you know what I'm saying, and hit that back wall just right so we can get those, get those numbers. Yeah, I need to get some frozen veggies out of the freezer and put it on your wrist tonight while you're watching hoops. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, all right. Well, thanks for following us and, and checking us out. Follow us at Sign Action Pod on Twitter. Follow me at Wexpool on Twitter and on Instagram. And follow me on Twitter at 31S Roberts. All right. One more week to the big conference tournaments and then two more weeks for the big dance. That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action. podcast its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made as the side action podcast its owners hosts associates or guests will not guarantee any advice given the opinions and advice given on the side action podcast is for entertainment purposes only Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Intro and outro and transition music credits. Song titles, Jerry 5 and District 4 by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.org. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0. CreativeCommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0.